Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, it reminds me of a welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. These people are just straight up lying. They are liars. What about the document scandal with Biden? Yeah, not just that. I'm going to start with something different. So uh, yesterday was Martin Luther King, uh, the celebration of Martin Luther King Day, who ironically is judge a man by the content of his character has been thrown out the window by CRT activists who want to judge you strictly by the color of your skin. But Biden gave a speech at Ebenezer, just riddled with tier one level bull. Oh, I want to say it so bad. That's already been thoroughly discredited. The guy is a pathological, sociopathic liar. I got a lot to get to today, today's show. Stay dopey, Libs. Keep listening to this guy. Just keep staying dopey. That's your thing. And that's been a theme the last couple uh, weeks of the show. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Magic Spoon. I like showing you this specific box of the blueberry. Why? Because my kids, when they get it, tear open the box. Just like this, you can see the top is torn open because the cereal is so delicious. My daughter can't get enough of it. It rarely lasts more than a couple hours. Cereals for grownups are bland. You know, they need a little magic. It's time to try Magic Spoon cereal. It's a wholesome cereal that tastes delicious. Magic Spoon has replicated your favorite childhood cereals to taste good, but each serving contains zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and three to five, uh, excuse me, four to five net grams of carbs. Four to five net grams of carbs. Magic Spoon is great for a low-carb lifestyle. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. To relive those amazing memories, watching your favorite cartoons with your cereal, plus it's only 140 calories a serving. Build your own custom bundle of cereal with delicious flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry muffin, outstanding maple waffle, honey nut cookies and cream, and cinnamon roll. Mouse water and talking about it. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to grab a custom bundle of cereal. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Get your next delicious bowl of cereal. Get a lot of great feedback about it at magicspoon.com slash Bongino and use code Bongino to save $5 off. Thanks, Magic Spoon. All right, Joseph, busy news day. Let's get going. Welcome back, our friends, to the show that never ends. That, that's, you see, you knew where I was going with that. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's the, the stay dopey, Libs. And I understand why you stay dopey, why you believe in saying things about taxes, about health care, public education, regulations, organizing government, organizing people, the depth of your knowledge. I get it. Because the people who are your intellectual scions are people like Joe Biden. Now I, I get you. I, I already, I already, I can already predict your response. You guys know where I'm going with this. They're gonna say, "Well, look at you guys. Donald Trump's an idiot too." And you look up to him. Listen, <laughs> I don't look up to anybody. I I look up to a series of 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 principles that I know will better humankind, oriented around liberty and freedom. If a human being, regardless of their IQ or lack thereof, advances those principles, that's my guy. If he doesn't, he's not my guy. That's not the way the left looks. The left doesn't look at Biden as an advancing of leftist principles, right? There are leftists out there. Now, the, the, the strategic ones do. I'll get to that later. Most of the Democrats just look up to him because he's a D and he's the president and they think they can use him as a vehicle to, you know, suppress and subjugate others. 
So they look up, they really do. They look up to him as some kind of, you know, intellectual scion. Look at this idiot. Here's what I mean. By the way, more classified documents found this week, and this time in a room adjacent to the garage. Not just the garage with the Corvette now. There's more. Lied about that, too. Get to that in a second. But why is anyone surprised about this guy's sociopathic level of lying, Joe Biden? It, it is, it, at this point, it, it, it speaks to some mental defect that the man has been corrected repeatedly on his history of lying about his backstory and his autobiography. Biden is what I would call, if you'll allow me, I'd call Biden a super compensator. I don't know if I made the term up and I probably should have looked it up. A super compensator is someone who has a severe lack of self-confidence for a number of reasons. Maybe a father of this childhood. Maybe in Biden's case, he said he had a problem with stuttering. Maybe some kind of, uh, you know, a physical disability. Something that hurts you growing up. You know, seriously, I mean, maybe uh, some you know, acne and you know, people made fun of you. So what happens is in adulthood, either you get into money, you get into power, you get into politics or entertainment, whatever it may be, and you become a super compensator. In other words, you have to fabricate the story of your childhood, which explains how it was inevitable that you were going to get here today. Uh, I don't know. Does this make sense? Stop me, Guy, if you think, because you're, you're, Guy's always hard on me, what I'm, what I'm, which is good. It keeps the show online, but. What I'm getting at is no one wants a story of being a loser as a kid. Do you get that? Yeah. They, they, they Powerful people. Oh, it was inevitable. When I was a kid, I was even so strong. And I did. no one wants to tell people I was a total loser all the time. I did nothing ever. And I just got lucky and fell into politics. This is how you get the super compensator effect. Here's what I mean. Here's Biden giving a speech uh, yesterday at Ebenezer saying how when he was a kid, he used to attend the black church. He's speaking in front of a largely black audience on MLK Day. None of this is true. Check this out. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. Okay. What's the tell? What's the tell? Come on, guys. Not a joke. You know, what's the tell? Thank you. Thank you. What's the tell? In poker, people have a tell. They move an eyebrow. They tip their hat. Good poker players can see a tell. You got a bad hand and you're bluffing. The best poker players in the world. I used to work with one of them. The guy's amazing. They look for micro expressions people make. And it's a tell that they're bluffing. They're lying about the quality of their hand. In Biden's case, it's not a micro expression on his face. It's an actual verbal tick he has. When Biden knows he's about to tell a lie, he has to super compensate for the lie he knows he's about to say. So what he does is he overemphasizes the veracity of the claim. This is not a joke. I'm dead serious. Serious as a heart attack. As serious as I've ever been. Ever. About anything. Whenever he says something's not a joke, he's lying. Washington Free Beacon from all the way back in 2020. Biden talked of attending a black church as a teen. Members don't recall it. Again, he's super compensating. The man, his entire career has been marked by luck. COVID, Bernie Sanders running for president. Guy gets nailed, you know, hundreds of times in lies and plagiarism scandals. And still, by a matter of luck, he continues to get elected because of either the poor quality of his opponents, 
uh, in past elections, the COVID thing and Bernie Sanders on that it, 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 a scandal ridden election in Pennsylvania. The man is the luckiest man alive. He doesn't want you to think it's due to luck. He wants you to believe that he's this magic, transformative civil rights figure who was involved as a kid, you know, before his political career. It's all made up. He's a super compensator. He is a pathological, sociopathic liar who does nothing more than crave affirmation from others. His entire, everybody likes, uh, you know, quote, uh, what is it, Adam Smith, uh, to be uh, to be loved and to be lovely. Everybody likes that. You know, everybody, but Biden, Biden is addicted to it. The dopamine rush he gets from being celebrated by far leftists who tactically use him to pass far left stuff that's destroying the United States, everything from the infrastructure bill to his war on the Second Amendment. They have read Biden right a long time ago. He has a pathological need for affirmation for others. To, 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 they, and they pretend they believe in his super compensation, his false background. They take advantage of this. The guy is a, I'm not kidding. I, I, my best effort at trying to diagnose this guy is he is a sociopath. Here's another one. Same speech, claiming again as a kid for the umpteenth thousandth time that he was some kind of a civil rights activist, despite this thing being debunked repeatedly over and over. Why are you surprised when he lies about documents in his house? Take a listen. I have two political heroes my entire life when I started off as a 22-year-old kid in the East Side in the Civil Rights Movement. He did not start off in the Civil Rights Movement. It's stunning that this guy's staff still allows him to go off script and say this. There's an article in my newsletter today by Post Millennial, if you want to read it. Breaking, Biden falsely claims he fought apartheid was in the civil rights movement in a gaff-filled MLK Day speech. Ladies and gentlemen, you all post them, oh, that's just a right-leaning outlet. No, folks. The, the, the Daniel Dale, one of the biggest hack fact-checkers out there, even he was cornered in to looking at Biden's claims here because everybody knows they're false. This is CNN from 2020. When Biden passingly said in a voting rights speech last week he'd been arrested in the context of the civil rights movement, even suggesting it's happened more than once, it was a classic Biden false claim. An anecdote about his past for which there is no evidence, prompted by a decision to ad-lib rather than stick to prepared text, resulting in easily avoidable questions about his honesty. Classic Biden false claims. You're right. How, how, guys, how bad does things, do things have to get for Daniel Dale from CNN to be backed into a fact-checking corner? I mean, the yeah. guy, the claim has to be so roundly false that there's simply no way for them to fact check it in a way that makes it appear true. The man is a liar. He is a pathological, corrupt, sociopathic, kid-sniffing liar. He's not working class Joe. He's not the Scranton kid. He is a liar and a genuinely awful human being. Now, it's manifesting itself in a growing national security debacle. Mounds of classified documents found at multiple locations now. The Biden UPenn, uh, the, the think tank, the Biden Delaware home. The story keeps changing. 
The story keeps changing. Why? Because it's evolving? No, the story keeps changing because they keep lying. The story wouldn't change if they told you the real story in the first place. What's the golden rule, guys, of crisis management, ladies out there in the audience? Golden rule of crisis management. Tell the story yourself, get it out in advance, apologize, and move on. Why? When they keep asking you about it in the future, meanwhile, tell the whole story. There's no evolution of the story because there's no new facts to come out. And therefore, because there's no new facts that come out, when they refer to the story and ask you, what do you say? I've already addressed this five days ago. Can we move on and talk about this? It is the golden rule of crisis management. Why do people not do it? People don't do it because they think they're going to be able to cover up future evolutions in the story. And as they come out, they start to panic. The Biden team has now fully lost control of this classified documents growing scandal. Just the news is good coverage of it. Check out my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter to subscribe. It's free. You can see these articles in there. It's a good one by the Just the News team over there. Five more pages of classified documents found at the home. Now, here's the kicker. First, we were told it was just the library discovered in a move, which is total BS. Get to that in a second. They are hiding something and they are hiding something big. I have no doubt. Then we were told, okay, it was a UPenn think tank in the move. But we also found him in Biden's garage where he keeps his Corvette. But Biden said, don't worry, the garage is locked with the Corvette in there, which is totally irrelevant. It's not a skiff. It doesn't matter if it's locked. It doesn't matter if it's buried underground. It's not a skiff. It's not, he's not authorized to take those papers. It doesn't matter where they are. He was not authorized to take them or whoever did and put them conveniently in his house. Now we find out, as the story, quote, evolves, that it wasn't only in the garage. They were found in a room adjacent to the garage. Was that locked? Did he sneak a Corvette? In another? Was there another Corvette inside of a room with the elevator, car elevator at upstairs? You believe this guy? Why would you believe this guy? He has a documented history of lying all the time. Now, making the matter even worse, his lawyers in the case, his personal lawyers, who've been involved in the discovery, again, dreaded air quotes, of the documents, apparently don't have the clearance to even view the documents they keep finding, which is creating another conundrum. But why are they finding documents? Karine Jean-Pierre told us the other day that the search was completed. I guess it wasn't. They're lying. They're lying. These were not found in a move, ladies and gentlemen. I am convinced they were responding to some form of a subpoena or some request, maybe even by members of their own party, who know Joe Biden's going to run again and have insisted that someone take control of this and clean up this guy's mess. They are not, this was not in response to a move from the think tank. Somebody was looking for these documents and tipped off to their location. Again, was it a hit job from the Democrats on the inside? I don't know. That's going around the internet? I'm not sure. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is, however, a theory. Conspiracy theory is an, it, it, it's a term used to discredit a very viable theory. They do not want this guy to run again. They've been whispering about it forever. Or 
Was it not an inside hit job from the Democrats? And was it, in fact, in response to some subpoena, an ongoing FBI investigation where they were ordered to produce these documents and tipped off to their location? Mm hmm. Somebody called the FBI and put them on the spot and say, hey, guys, be a real shame if you made this information go away because now I'm putting it on the record. Uh, yeah, there are some documents in the uh, UPenn library. You guys better go check that out. And by the way, if you try to make that disappear, I'll go to the press. Oh, oh, oh. Didn't think of that, did you? Well, why would that person, why would that person maybe want to tip them off about the location of these paperwork? Because they're hiding something bigger. That's where the BS story was generated. That, oh, oh, they were just found in relationship to a move. I don't buy one single second of that. Get ready now. Here's something you're not going to hear, I don't think, anywhere else. Does this mysterious finding of classified documents, which I believe they were tipped off to, does it have anything to do with this article from 2017? I want you to notice the date very specifically here. It's a Guardian article from January 16, 2017. We're talking the last remnants of the last days of the Biden administration, the first couple of weeks of January, the, excuse me, the Obama-Biden administration. Trump's about to be sworn in. This Guardian piece covers those last few days. So the last few days, I've been at the White House there working. No one's going to tell me what it looks like. I've been literally there for a transition. The last few days, there are pictures on the walls coming down. The new administration mingling with the old administration, finding out where offices are going to be. People are saying their goodbyes, they're taking memorabilia. And I don't mean classified documents. I mean photos, you know, widgets you got from foreign leaders and stuff like that. Nobody spends their last few days in office as a nobody, as a president or vice president, touring a foreign country. This Guardian article, how more people haven't caught this, is amazing. Tells you the whole story. January 16, 2017, on final Ukraine trip, Biden urges the Trump administration to keep Russia sanctions. Oh, he did. You mean Biden was in Ukraine? They note Biden, on his last foreign trip before leaving office, met with Ukrainian, the Ukraine president on Monday and called for the incoming president, Donald Trump, to retain Ukraine-related sanctions against Russia. Biden seems really interested in helping Ukraine out. Biden's comments came at a briefing with Poroshenko, the Ukrainian president, after Trump indicated in an interview with the Times and Build that he can end sanctions in the aftermath of Russia's 2014 annexation of Crimea in return for a nuclear arms reduction deal. Oh. Biden's appointment on Ukraine. Ukraine needs help from Biden. Biden's son is being paid handsomely by a Ukrainian natural gas company, despite no natural gas skills whatsoever. While they're under investigation for potentially earth-shaking corruption, that natural gas company, was Biden in Ukraine protecting the spoils of his last administration's work? His things he did? Obama didn't disagree with. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It's going to all make sense in a second. They are covering something up. 
Let me get to my next sponsor, and I promise I'm going to tie this thing up in a ribbon for you. Folks, uh, GenuCell, our friends at GenuCell Skincare, exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Introducing GenuCell's latest skincare innovation, their microbiome moisturizer with the power of probiotics to target skin redness, pesky wrinkles, and fine lines, patchy blotches, and other visible signs of premature aging too. Yes, I'm talking about those probiotics and yogurt. These super ingredients can have the same nourishing benefits and goodness for your skin. Probiotic extracts target bad bacteria and they restore balance to your skin's protective barrier, creating a shield around your skin from visible signs of aging. Now, every GenuCell most popular package includes a new probiotic moisturizer as your gift with every order. Another great product from our dear friends at GenuCell Skincare. My wife, Paula, is a believer. She loved every GenuCell product she's ever used. GenuCell's most popular package is 70% off and includes products you'll need for all your skincare needs, including those under eye bags and, and uh, puffiness. Treat yourself to the best skincare in the world for a look you'll love. Go to GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L, GenuCell.com slash Dan. Get your probiotic moisturizer today. Enter Dan at checkout for an extra $10 off your entire purchase. GenuCell.com slash Dan. That's GenuCell.com slash Dan. So, as you said, Biden spends the last moments of his vice presidency. Keep in mind, he's not running for president again. In other words, if he was running for president, it's, it, it, say, uh, he, nobody knows this at the time. Maybe he's trying to build international relations for a, uh, for a political future. He doesn't know that. He has no idea. He knows Donald Trump's about to be sworn in. Joe Biden is in Ukraine. The last days. Read this Washington Post piece from March of 2022. How Russia's aggression in Ukraine in 2014 and 2015 is shaping Biden's actions today. Biden, here's the subtitle. Listen to every second of this. Biden, as Obama's point man on Ukraine, wanted to ship more lethal weapons to the country, but was overruled by his boss, Obama. This is just, this is just amazing. Now. What were Biden's motives for wanting to ship loads of weapons to Ukraine? I'm sure the Biden team will say, oh, how dare you imply that wasn't done because of goodwill? How dare I imply that? I don't have to dare to imply anything. I can use Biden's own words. Biden seemed to be unusually supportive of arming Ukraine, despite Obama's uh, desire not to do so, while his son was employed there. And a company in a what appears to be a no-show job for a ridiculous sum of money with a natural gas company he had no experience in, while Biden is on video demanding the prosecutor from Ukraine looking into potential corruption at Hunter Biden's company be fired or they wouldn't get a deal. The billions that, that were promised. He's on, we've just played it last week. He's on video. Talking about a quid pro quo. There's no question that he's discussing a quid pro quo. None. The only question people have is how deep the corruption goes. He's on video already saying he deals with the Ukrainians on a you do something for me, I do something for you basis. He's on video. Was Biden pushing for these weapons to arm Ukraine because they were taking care of his kid and by default taking care of him? The business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, to Biden Corruption, Inc., has already said Biden was the big guy in those emails getting 10%, 10% for the big guy. 
He's already said Biden was the chairman of the company, Joe Biden. Folks, it's clear as day if you just open your eyes on the left that there is a major, major scandal brewing here. There is no way they were trying to massage the story. These documents were just found after some move from UPenn. They were tipped off either by a Democrat or a Biden opponent. And they put the FBI and the DOJ on the spot. There is no question anymore by serious people. They were locked in. Why didn't they burn the documents? Because they were locked in. Somebody tipped them off and told them they were there. If the documents magically disappeared, I'll bet that person threatened to go to the press. Now, the most incompetent. Anybody changing their vote on Green Jump here? I'm only one opportunity. No, today. Still sucks, it. dude. No, no. still <laughs> Easily the worst press secretary in the history of the United States. It's not even at this point a close second. Corinne Jean-Pierre really needs to stop going out in the public. She needs to stop. As I said, when Donald Trump realized he had a weak press secretary in Stephanie Grisham, they didn't let her do press conferences. They didn't. You probably don't even know who she is, some of them. The real, you have to be a real political insider. Remember that. Stop putting Corinne Jean-Pierre out there. It is embarrassing. Here is her, she has two lies here in this one. First, she says the search was complete. It wasn't. They found additional documents over the weekend. I don't even believe it's complete now. And second, she implies that somehow they were transparent. Now, I want you to listen. The story I just told you, I am sure of it. Someone tipped them off to the location of these documents. I'm sure of it. Corinne Jean-Pierre is trying to massage the story to act like that this was outreach on their part. That, oh, Joe, we just mistakenly fell into these documents. So look at how nice we were. We just volunteered the information. That is some tier one level BS right there. Here, listen to yourself. that it's been completed, yes. Okay, and I just want to score something that Chris was asking about. The review was underway when you guys gave a detailed statement about the first set of documents. The review was underway when the president spoke about the first set of documents. You're now saying that you didn't talk about the second set of documents discovered almost a month prior because a review was underway. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. The review was underway the entire time. The only difference was that reporters had information on the first set of documents and therefore you chose to exclude the second set of documents until reporters got information on the second set of documents. Well, let me unconfuse you uh, for a second, Phil. Look, we are trying to do this by the book. And I said yesterday, this was under uh, review by the Department of Justice. And the process is as such. Uh, when the pre- when the president's lawyers realized that the, do- the documents existed, that they were there, they reached out to the archives. They reached out to the Department of Justice. Rightfully so, may I add, that is what you're supposed to do as lawyers. That's what they did. And they have fully been cooperating uh, with, um, uh, with the Department of Justice. And again, I, I said this earlier in answering a question uh, you heard from the attorney general. He said shortly after the documents were uh, discovered, uh, they they, they, that we did outreach, uh, the president's lawyers did outreach uh, to, uh, to the Department of Justice and archivists. Did you catch it? I mean, first, the obvious BS is the search was complete. I mean, that's an obvious lie now. It wasn't complete because we found more stuff. So we can just chalk that up to an instantaneously bad lie. Again, she talks about, oh, we realized the documents were there on discovery. Folks, I don't believe it. I don't believe they realized anything. These documents were found, I believe, pursuant to a tip. She's acting like they were doing some kind of search out of their own benevolence and philanthropy. Oh, you know what? We were just checking around, just making sure we were doing the right thing. And oh, golly, look, we found some documents and we did the right thing. We called DOJ immediately. 
I believe that arrow goes in the other direction. I believe they called you. I don't believe you called anyone. Don't assume this was voluntary and outreach and that they realized upon discovery. Biden and his team have a documented history of grotesque lying. I played that for you in the beginning of the show. Oh, Dan, that's just his background. No, Biden lies about everything all the time. Wages are going up. Inflation is under control. The border's secure. Obamacare works. The guy is a liar about everything. It is pathological. This scandal is getting ready to explode. And let me tell you something. The media is going to turn on him. Why, why, Dan? Because they're doing journalism? No, 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 no. Please stop the nonsense. The media is going to turn on him because they are a tool of the activist Democrat wing. The activist Democrat wing got everything they could out of Biden by bleeding him dry, by feeding him affirmation to get him to do things that no other Democrat president would do. He's been more radical than Obama. And they did it by patting him on the back and rubbing his shoulders. The tactical left now realizes this guy's useless, that he's politically damaged. They are going to use their mouthpieces in the weak left-wing communist media to now get rid of Joe Biden to make sure they get a better candidate to enact more destructive policies to the United States. This is not being done out of any sense of goodwill whatsoever. Please stop if you believe that. I want to move on in a second to uh, my more stay dopey libs. How libs are just, they, 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 again, they say things with their intellectual sign on Joe Biden that are so patently absurd and laughable on their face. It's stunning. Even their own friends don't call them out. Hmm. Gosh. Today's show brought to you by Birch Gold. I am a customer of Birch Gold. It's B-I-R-C-H. I have been many times. But the Biden administration's New Year's goals of taxing and spending, turning a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings. You're darn right they are. When you finally had enough of the games government's playing with your savings and retirement, secure them and diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I buy gold from Birch Gold. I have many times. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it, su Birch gold makes it super easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you have to do. Text Dan to 989898 to claim your free information kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. It's that easy. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who I trust to protect my future and yours. Text Dan to 989898 today. Dan to 989898 today. Past performance, not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. Thank you, Birch Gold. So here's how they stay dupe, uh, stay dopey uh, and get duped. Freudian slip there. They're, they'll believe anything you feed to them. I'm not talking about the tactical left. I'm talking about the dopey left. The ones that just will repeat the talking points because they've never gotten off left-wing Twitter and actually uh, went to a, a valid, reliable news source. So Biden and Mayorkas keep insisting that the border is secure. Now, if you look up actual facts and data, you'd realize that right now what's happening in the United States is there is an invasion, an actual invasion at our southern border. That's just based on factual information. Griff Jenkins posted this yesterday. Breaking. CBP sources tell Fox News the December migrant encounters number will exceed 250,000 for the first time in history. 
yet 15 days into January, and they've yet to release the official figures. This is after nine straight months of over 200,000 people. Folks, if 10,000 armed people were to storm our northern border, you would call it an invasion, correct? Now, although the arms may be missing for many of these people, what do you call 250,000 people a month that you know about? What, what do you call that? Telling us our border's secure? Liberals parroting that silly, ridiculous talking point? Why do they stay dopey? Because they never get out of their own thought bubble where they reaffirm each other how wonderful their information is, despite the fact that them and the media lie to you all the time about everything. I just laid it out. Now, the border situation is horrible enough, this ongoing tragedy. But the COVID lies that we called out. I have been on this topic since its inception. Um, Paula was, I think I may have told you this story before. Before Guy worked here, Paula used to help us with the production. She worked with Joe and get the clips together. And Paula, I'll never forget about, I don't know if I told you this, Joe, but about two months before COVID, I may have. There were some videos leaking out of China. And you know what? It's hard to determine the veracity of video these days. Some stuff is out of context. Some could be deep fakes. You just don't know. So when Paula was sending me these videos, she's like, hey, look at this. I think something serious has happened with this virus in China. I said, yeah, this looks bad. We just got to get some, a, 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 some respected news source. The Blaze, Breitbart you know, Fox, someone's got actual reporters in there. Paula said to me, there's something going on. As this thing broke, we were way ahead of this. I said to you, there are two data points I'm concerned about right now and only two. I'm concerned about this new virus, COVID. Keep in mind, this is over two years ago, right when this thing was breaking. I'm concerned about the r not. How reproducible, how contagious is this? The r not. I'm not an epidemiologist. You don't have to be. These are simple concepts. They're not hard to understand. How infectious is the virus? Are you an epidemiologist? No, but you're an idiot for asking that question. You're not capable of understanding how viruses transmit. Are they aerosol? Are they droplets? Are they respiratory? Are they vector-based? Well, just, just read. I said the r not and the fatality rate. And I suspected at the beginning that the fatality rate, you can go back and listen was being far overblown. Now it's two years later. Because we screwed up the fatality rate and overcounted COVID deaths, we enacted draconian responses to this virus, which destroyed lives. Lockdowns, kids out of school, forced masking, forced vaccination. These policies were unquestionably devastating. And now look, you were two years ahead of the curve, man. It's too late now. CNN's medical expert, Dr. Leanna Wen, remember her? Planned Parenthood. She was a big sure. masker and all this other stuff in the past. Now, all of a sudden, she's admitting that over two, year, over two years late, by the way, the COVID deaths were overcounted. Folks, you showed up in the hospital with massive injuries from a motorcycle accident. You tested positive for COVID. You could have appeared in the death numbers. You didn't die from COVID. You died from the damn motorcycle accident. He brings up a good question. Unlike Leanna Wen and others who are late to the party, I never get out ahead of something. He says, do you think they did it on purpose or do you think they screwed up? I can tell you where I'm leaning, and I think most of you are as well. I believe it was done on purpose. 
And I don't believe everything was done to enhance the narrative. What do I mean? It was important to the Great Reset crowd that COVID be perceived as a lethal threat to humankind so they could enact these mandates and draconian measures to soften people up to what forced top-down government feels like. Does that make sense? COVID was a vehicle for them. They've admitted it in their Great Reset ideology. I don't believe a lot of the hospitals who were doing this were doing it because they were Great Resetters. Some of them probably left you. I believe some of them were doing it out of a pure money play. If you exaggerated, there was money. There was money to be found in COVID. That was done for a reason. So if you exaggerated the threat from COVID, you would find yourself on the receiving end of pools of money. Was it deliberate? Probably in some cases. Was it deliberate for money in other cases? Yes. Was it deliberate for ideology in the case of the Great Reset crowd? Yes. Were some of them just doing it because they were told to do it by others? Probably. Doesn't take away how big of a scandal this was. But this is how liberals stay dopey. Because they never get out of their thought bubble. Notice, we'll play clips. I got Corrine Jean-Pierre. I got one coming up of Chuck Todd coming up next. One of the dumbest guys in media. We're all over what the left is saying. But because the left never gets out of their ideological bubble and understands what we're saying, they know none of this. They're just finding out for the first time. And that's why they're so pissed at Leanna Wen for telling them the truth. Because they feel like they've been lied to. And now they don't want to feel like idiots. So they're responding to her for telling them, telling them the truth. Oh, Leanna Wen, you're crazy. They weren't overstay. You're feeding into the nuts. No, no, we're just correcting you nuts. Here's another guy the left loves. You ever hear this guy, Sam Harris? The guy is a nut job. He's the guy who tried to justify the Hunter Biden thing with that tyrannical nonsense. We played him on the show before, but this is why libs stay dopey. This is one of the sources they get information from. I want you to listen. It's a little over a minute, but it's worth your time. Another thing we talked about was risk analysis in the beginning of COVID and the r not. In other words, if this is as contagious as the common cold, very contagious and very fatal, then yes, you may need some different public health measures. I said to you in the beginning, the whole component of risk analysis, I was waiting until we understand those figures until we enact a response. Does that make sense, guys? If it's as contagious as the cold, but as the death rate of the cold, which is minuscule, you don't shut society down. However, if it's fate, the fatality rate's 100% and it's a little bit contagious, you respond differently. Those things are called variables. Variables, that's how engineers build a building. Here's the, they use the Pythagorean theorem, variables and, and other equations. This squared plus this squared equals that squared. What does it require? It requires you knowing the variables. You don't build a house and guess how high the walls are going to be. Ah, Joe, they're going to be anywhere from five to 100 feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You want to narrow that down? We didn't know anything. So don't build the building yet until you know. Here's Sam Harris who gets risk analysis completely backwards. Completely backwards. Play the cut and I'll, I'll show you what I mean. In one way, I mean, we got very lucky that COVID wasn't worse than it was, right? You know, it could have been much, much worse. It could have been 10 times as deadly or, or you know, 50 times as deadly. And we would have, we would have lived through, or many of us wouldn't have lived through something truly awful. But um, mm. had COVID been worse, you know, uh, just enough worse to really get our attention, to really be undeniable, we would have had a different 
political conversation around it. There wouldn't there wouldn't have been the same kind of vaccine skepticism. Brett Weinstein would not have been releasing 80 straight podcasts on the dangers of the vaccine if a few variables were changed. I mean, just just take that, leave COVID exactly as it is, but just make it preferentially dangerous children rather than to old people, right? Just flip that mm-hmm. around, the, the, the variable of age. If kids were dying by the hundreds of thousands from, from COVID at a rate of whatever it was, you know, 1%, say, um, mm-hmm. but if it was pretty much all kids, we, we would have had a very different experience, right? And, right. and the patience that there would have been no f- patience for vaccine skepticism. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. This is why they stay dopey. They listen to guys like this. You understand how he gets risk analysis totally backwards? He's like, he sounds like he's lamenting the fact that COVID wasn't more serious. He's the point I've tried to make before is we responded as if this was a once in a lifetime super deadly virus. It was deadly. It was not as deadly as they made it out to be. I just showed you. the. You can read the story yourself. You don't go back later and go, well, if we change all the inputs, we would have got a different output. No Sherlock. That's the point of risk analysis. You didn't have the variables, and you did it anyway. You see how he gets it all wrong? Trying to justify a response based on manipulated variables? That's the point, dude. Until you understand how high the walls are going to be, you don't build the house, it'll fall down. Does this guy have a PhD or something like that? Holy Moses. Liberals, listen to these guys. It's just stunning. I think he has a POS. <laughs> it's, it, it, I mean, I can't even imagine saying to someone, hey, listen, um, we're going to lock down schools and shut down the economy for the common cold. Uh, why would we do that? Because it could be as deadly as Ebola. Yeah, but it's not. But if we change a variable, it could be. What? We're, we're going to ban everyone from air travel. Why? It's super deadly. Uh, is it? It's actually really kind of low risk. No, no. If we change the variable, make it high risk, we should definitely, we should definitely ban it. But that's not the point. It's not. All right, I want to get to Chuck Todd next and show you how stupid these people are. This is, again, stay dopey, Libs. Our last sponsor today, a Bowl and Branch. B-O-L-L and Branch. Bowlandbranch.com is the website. Use promo code Bongino. If you're spending the winter season, make sure you're getting your best sleep with a set of buttery, buttery soft sheets from Bowl and Branch. I sleep on them. I love them. They're made with the softest 100% organic cotton you've ever felt. It's the kind of quality you will feel immediately. Listen, I was never a big sheet guy. But Bowling Branch sent me some, and now I'm addicted. And so much so, I don't even like sleeping anywhere else. A night in hotel sheets is, uh, I feel like you're sleeping on sandpaper now. The signature hem sheets from Bowling Branch are a bestseller for a reason. Bowling Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth. Get them today. Their sheets are made from slow-grown organic cotton for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. They feel buttery to the touch, and they're super breathable, so they're perfect for both cooler and warmer months. Loved by millions of sleepers, me included. They're luxurious and loved by three U.S. presidents. They have over 10,000 rave reviews. Make the most of bedtime with Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off. It's a 
good savings. 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code Bongino at bowlandbranch.com. That's B-O-L-L, bowl and spelled out A-N-D, bowlandbranch.com. Use promo code Bongino, bowlandbranch.com. Use promo code Bongino. Thanks, Bowl and Branch. So here's what I mean. It's a little kind of comedy break in the middle of the show. Well, you know, the left looks up to Biden, Sam Harris, Leanna Wen, and others. This is why they stay dopey. They love Chuck Todd, too. Keep in mind, Chuck Todd was a pee-pee hoaxer. He was a quid pro quo hoaxer. This guy's fallen for the Mar-a-Lago scam. Uh, he, the, the guy has been on the wrong side of nearly every major news story of our time because Chuck Todd is a full-time activist. He's not a, to, to claim that he's a journalist in the actual textbook definition of the word is hilarious. I want you to notice the meltdown he has here. He's on with Republican Senator Ron Johnson, who's asking about this growing, very serious Hunter Biden scandal and a potential connection to the classified documents thing I just laid out. And of course, Chuck Todd, who's an activist, has to start attacking Ron Johnson, claiming hilariously he's a journalist. Check this out. I'll take it your word that you're ethically bothered by Hunter Biden. I'm curious, though. You seem are, to have are, a pattern. Are you not? I, I are seem you to have a pattern. I, I'm a journalist. I have are, to deal are you, in facts. Are you not? Are you not I deal in facts. You, so, Senator, my question to you is, uh, I'm always worried. I, I have skepticism of both parties. I sit here with skepticism of a lot of people's work. And I'm curious, are you, were you at all concerned? Uh, this, your Senate Democrats want to investigate Jared Kushner's uh, loan from the Qatari government when he was working in the government negotiating uh, many things in the Middle East. Are you not as concerned about are you not concerned about that? And I say that because it seems to me if you're concerned about what Hunter Biden did, you should be equally outraged about what Jared Kushner did. I, I'm, I'm concerned about getting the truth. I don't target individuals, target individuals. You, just, I target you don't? You're targeting Hunter Biden. My, my, my concern is the show, my, Senator. You're targeting an Chuck, individual. Chuck, my, my concern, my, you know, Chuck. You know, part of the problem, and, and this is pretty obvious to anybody watching this, is you don't invite me on to interview me. You invite me on to argue with me. Of course he does. He's yeah. an activist. Claiming he's a journalist is obscene. It's obscene. It's a, a, a bleach your eyes, like a, rhetorically, after you listen to this idiot. What a moron. He's obviously acting as an activist to try to distract you from the exploding Hunter Biden sandal, a scandal by making a ridiculous false equivalence case to Jared Kushner. Folks, I don't know about Jared Kushner's deal or the deal he's talking about. I know about the deal, but the deal he's talking about, she seems to imply it was illegal or against the law. Now, let me go on the record here in front of you all both. If Jared Kushner, these allegations turn out to be real, made some kind of implicit quid pro quo bargain, while working in the White House to benefit himself in violation of the law, investigate away. But nobody's produced any evidence of that except Chuck Todd's false equivalence allegations to distract you from Hunter Biden. Well, damn, what evidence do you have about Hunter Biden? Gee, I don't know. His laptop, his text, 10% for the big guy, sex tapes, crack smoking, deprivation chambers, series of emails, texts, uh, people connected to the Chinese Communist Party working in his inner circle, offices, Pictures, photos, trips on Air Force One. Gee, I don't know. What else do we got? Outside of that, guys, there's no evidence at all. Outside of that, we're completely devoid of evidence. All right, I'm running a little low on time. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Uh, that video next at the Oxford Union. I, wa I want you to see this. This is a, I saw this this weekend. It's gone viral. Uh, this is Constantine Kissin. 
He's at the Oxford Union debate series. And this is what it looks like when stay dopey libs are confronted with actual information. Now, I encourage you to watch the entire thing. It's about six minutes. But here's a clip. He's doing a debate series on a climate change. And he just eviscerates the virtue signaling climate left who seem horrified that for the first times in their lives, one of the first times in their lives, they're being confronted with actual information confronting their BS worldview. This is classic. Check this out. Now, what are we to do about this huge problem facing humanity? What can we in Britain do? We can only do one thing. You know why? This country is responsible for 2% of global carbon emissions which means that if Britain was to sink into the sea right now, it would make absolutely no difference to the issue of climate change. You know why? Because the future of the climate is going to be decided in Asia and in Latin America by poor people who couldn't give a shit about saving the planet. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's going to be decided by poor people in Asia and Latin America who don't care about saving the planet. You know why? Because they're poor. Because they're poor. I come from Russia, which is not a poor country. It's a middle-income country. 20% of households in Russia do not have an indoor toilet. What they have is an outdoor toilet. And I don't mean one of those nice port that we get here. I don't even mean a Glastonbury port I mean a wooden shack with a hole in the ground that holds a collected fermented memory of the last 10,000 visits. <laughs> How many of you are going to go home tonight and say, let's rip out our bathroom and erect a Siberian house in the back garden? <laughs> and if you're not, why should they? Folks, I went viral this weekend. Why? Because people are craving the truth. Good for him. That's what happens when you confront liberals with the truth. They lose their minds. The meltdown over that clip is just classic to watch. Watch the responses on social media. Before we go, a happy birthday to my uh, awesome daughter, Isabel. Dad loves you to death. Uh, I can't believe she's 19. I remember bringing her home in the onesie, holding her like a, like a kitten holds her, a uh, cat holds her kitten. Sit the onesie because she'd like to like <laughs> watch the world and sit there in the onesie would kind of hold her arms up. I can't believe that was 19 years ago. I'm, I'm stunned. Yesterday was her birthday. So happy birthday, Isabel. Dad loves you. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you would, uh, as I always ask, uh, please, uh, it's up to you, of course. Would you mind subscribing to the podcast? Uh, it really helps us a lot. It is absolutely free. It helps us stay on the charts. It's a long, complicated reason, but trust me, it helps a lot. Apple, Spotify, if you'd spot, uh, subscribe on both, and also on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. We're at two. 0.54 million subscribers on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.